0: Mike's Daily Podcast Episode 2,565, 2565, Mike Matthews Welcome to the show that is simply entitled Mike's Daily Podcast (laughs) Am I entitled? Hmm, I think I might be A lot of us are We just don't really see I think it is time for Mike to stop singing like this It sounds annoying And I guess if you want to take a break And listen to this little percussion thing break Daily Podcast There, enough of that And it is Mike Matthews here at Cafe Anyway Somewhere in Podcastro Valley Mike's The last place on earth I did not see Any snow Yeah I got ripped off I was hearing all about the snow that was coming to the Bay Area And I didn't see any Oh Mike, there was snow You just didn't see it You didn't wake up early enough Oh I did I woke up early enough Just enough for me Maybe not enough for you But I really... I didn't see any of it. What? Why? I want some snow. The last show was called Snowfall. So I deserve some snow. (sighs) Oh, but I heard there was snow up in the Santa Monica mountains. So people got to go there and check it out and do that fun thing with their kids. That's good. But Mike didn't see any snow. Oh well. Maybe, maybe it, I'd, I hear it's not going away anytime soon, that we're still getting some snow here and there, so I will let you know. I'll take a picture of it and have it as the podcast picture. How about that? But I think I've got something for today for the podcast picture, which you can see at mikesdailypodcast.com. I have held on to that domain name with all of my might. Because my name is Mike, and this show is called Mike's Daily Podcast. So I need mikesdailypodcast.com, and I've I've bought it yet for another year. And here's today's podcast picture. It is of a beautiful sunset that happened. I think this was over the weekend, or maybe this was President's Day, and it was in Podcastro Valley, and the blossoms of this tree counterpoint, counter sway. To the uh, beauty that is the sunset. See it at mikesdailypodcast dot com. I pay for it. I pay a lot for it. So you should go at least click on it once. It's completely safe. Don't worry. I got the whole S S L thing. S S L, whatever that stuff is. I got that on it, and yeah. So it's good to go. The late great Basil the Boxer. He enjoyed. He enjoyed, I guess... He, well, he did experience snow once. We were up near Shasta. It was later in life, and he finally saw snow. And I sat him down on some snow. And he sat there going, this sucks. <laughs> what are you doing to me, Mike? I want to read you a little commentary. This is not my commentary. I'm not the one... But I found it interesting what they had to say. An old scandal from last year has ballooned. Oh, people love using that verb now, of all the balloon stuff. But has ballooned into a much larger issue for the Department of Defense. In the midterm cycle, a Democrat Oppo Research Group. Guess you is that an Oppo Research Group? Opposed Research Group. Obtained the military records of Republican candidate Jennifer Ruth Green And exposed her victimization by sexual assault While in the Air Force This week, we learned that Green Was not the only victim of such leaks Wait, what, what is she a victim of? Looked like in the previous sentence She was a victim of sexual assault But now apparently she's another victim Because as this conservative writer This conservative commentator Can't have enough victims Even though aren't conservatives Always yelling about people Screaming too much about being victims Or victim culture and all that But this person writes We learned that Green was not The only victim of such leaks The Air Force acknowledged That the same group Got at least 11 such files In the election On Tuesday, two House Republicans came forward to reveal that they had been alerted to the breach. Representatives Don Bacon and Zach Noon both want answers in the scandal confidential information from the Air Force Service leaked to Democratic operatives. It all puts warnings about quote-unquote the swamp into a new light. It looks like employees at the defense Department exploited their positions to influence an election on behalf of Democrats. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin needs to answer for this and tell us how long this may have gone on. Okay. Oh, and there's a cat that just got on to my lap here at Cafe Anyway. The last place on earth. So there was a breach, apparently breaches have been happening as with the release of the reversal of Roe that oh my my cat Rocky is purring quite a bit let's see if I can get him close to the microphone no you can't really hear it um, the Air Force acknowledged that the same group got at least 11 such files in the election this the Democrat Oppo Research Group that he was mentioning, oh, we can really hear him purring now, so should people be getting leaks? I don't know. I don't know if this is something this person is writing to talk about more. you know, Democrats are cheating in the elections, they're getting leaks. now, I don't know what exactly did that Republican candidate Jennifer Ruth Green did she lose? Because th- this leak came out Because this information about her getting victimized By sexual assault in the Air Force Did that cause her to lose or something? I don't know what this is And As we go outside a cafe anyway We're bringing Mike's Daily Podcast Somewhere in Podcastro Valley The last place on earth Anyway But apparently The representatives Don Bacon and Zach Nunn Want answers So I don't know if this is a scandal That's going to be something you ever hear of again Should confidential information from the Air Force be leaked now? Does that, that commentary make you wonder? Maybe this is not something you're hearing very often in the news, this kind of thing. So that's why I throw it out there on my podcast. Also from the Daily Wire, former President Donald Trump visited East Palestine, Ohio, This was Wednesday afternoon and criticized President Joe Biden over his lack of attention toward the small Rust Belt community as citizens grapple with the recent train derailment and subsequent chemical fallout. Trump toured the town alongside Senator J.D. Vance, who is a Republican in Ohio, and criticized his successor during a press conference held with local officials. He said, I sincerely hope that when your representatives and all the politicians get here, including Biden, they get back from touring Ukraine, that he's got some money left over, the former commander-in-chief told residents, citing Biden's secret visit to the war-torn nation on Monday. The Biden administration, he said, should ensure that every family has the option of moving And homes and everything else until this thing is straightened out. He said to the people of East Palestine and to the nearby communities in Ohio and Pennsylvania, we have told you loud and clear. You are not forgotten. We stand with you. We pray for you. We will stay with you. Okay. That criticism of Biden being in Ukraine. Does that not smack a little weird of that whole thing? I played you a couple podcasts back that interview people have forgotten that post or was it a pre pre-Super Bowl interview that Bill O'Reilly did with Donald Trump where Donald Trump is talking about how he respects Putin and almost sounded like he's his best bud and Bill O'Reilly saying oh but he's an animal he's he's a war criminal he's terrible and Trump defended him, defended Trump, Trump defended Putin by saying, oh, well, it's like the United States isn't like, like we haven't done anything bad, Uh, like excusing Putin. And then you saw this was a couple months later when they were working on he met with Putin. I forget where that was exactly, but he came out and did a speech. Trump was on one podium. Putin was on another. And Trump was totally defending Putin. Putin. Saying That he was strong And powerful And then talked about some kind of Computer server, another thing Trying to get something all Into the news About one of uh, Hillary Clinton's Servers or something I'm remembering all this from memory Because that's how you remember things And I don't know if that's exactly But gosh What a weird Red herring to pull out Criticizing Biden for going to Ukraine Of course Trump believes that the war Wouldn't have happened at all had he been president Because he would have give, Given Putin some kind of Because their best buds Worked something out Trump would have been like yeah just go Go into uh, Ukraine and you know how well Trump loved the The president of Ukraine By trying to get the information About Hunter Biden Back then it's all weird. It's like nothing has changed <laughs> since Trump left office. All these weird stories come back around again. Mask mandates were a bust. Speaking of the past couple of years, a new study, this according to the New York Times, published by the British nonprofit Cochrane, has found that mask mandates, including N95 masks, make no difference in reducing the spread of respiratory illnesses, including COVID-19. The study analyzed 78 randomized controlled trials with a total of over 600,000 participants in multiple countries. The conclusions contradict the initial studies that persuaded policymakers to impose mask mandates. States with mask mandates fared no better Against COVID than those without The study found The mainstream experts and pundits Who supported mandates were wrong And those skeptics who opposed them Were right The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Is criticized for its adherence To its masking guidance Which is undermining the trust Required for it To uh, to operate In an effective Public institution The Cochrane Report Should be the final nail In this particular coffin Said the New York Times And then Seth Leibson Said on Twitter I don't know who that is But Patriotic duty President Biden Politicized and Ideologicalized Mask wearing With that phrase Dozens of times As he waved it around and around In an ignorant display And lesson in how not to Doubters or skeptics Were shamed and shamed Well should we have just Went around and coughed on each other Just remember the days Pre-vaccine Suddenly the vaccine comes out And apparently that's worse than the disease Look I got COVID I did not enjoy it I am sure it would have been 50 times worse Had I not had been vaccinated But After two months Two months after having COVID I had a persistent ear blockage That started whilst I had COVID Within the first week And it still is lingering Somewhat in my ear But everybody I've known that's had COVID has had some kind of weird lingering thing, whatever it is. I don't know if it's psychosomatic or just attributing it to COVID. But at any rate, I think masks were the very least we could have done when we didn't have any other knowledge and have any safety net, a la the vaccines. But nope. Oh, it was such a disgrace to put a mask on. Because you couldn't see people's teeth for a whole year, two years. You couldn't see people's smile for a whole year to two years. Ah, but you know what? You, you brought a lot of attention to people's eyes. People had to do a lot of expressing through their eyes. That was pretty interesting. I think the eyes, you know, windows to the soul, that kind of thing. That was fascinating, that whole period. Do, do you still wear a mask? I guess we all wear a mask in our own way. But the the masks that you know, we we used to I, I, they still wear them in a lot of restaurants. Uh, I work in a building that has a lot of health professionals in there. They're wearing masks all the time. This study seems to say no. I say you need it, you need something. Nowadays do you need something with everyone vaccinated well. I was wearing a mask all the time. I still caught COVID. But that was because I got it from my lovely lady friend. So I was pretty much not going to. There was no way out of that. I was committed once she got it. What do you think about all this? You can call me 510-228-4640. 510-228-4640. And then this little bit. This from Fox News. So you know it's true. He said facetiously. A new Florida bill filed this week. Would require companies offering gender-affirming health care To be liable for an employee's detransition The proposed reverse woke act is the name they gave it A reverse woke act They come up with such colorful names there in Florida Like the Disney... What was the Disney one called? The We Hate Disney... Or Don't Be Gay... Or I don't know... Some weird... Anyway, it was filed Monday by Florida Senator Blasey Ingoglia. And I butchered that name. Uh, Representative from Spring Hill, Florida. It would require companies to pay for an employee's detransition, even if that employee is no longer with the company or receive the treatment out of state. The National Review says woke businesses need to be held accountable when offering to pay for gender affirming surgeries in other states, such as California, because they are nothing more than political decisions masquerading as health care and human resource decisions, said this Ignolia. Interesting. So if you're getting the health care, that's gender, I guess, gender transitioning. And then is this the employees detransition and they go back that they, that company that paid for the initial transition. Now they got to pay for the detransition. Wow. This is all happening. Is this stuff getting into the news? Detransitions. Hmm. It's the cessation or reversal of a transgender identification or gender transition, whether by social, legal, or medical means. Some individuals detransition on a temporary basis. Estimates of the rate at which detransitioning occurs vary, although it is rare. Reasons for detransitioning may vary. May include health-related concerns Finding that the transition did not alleviate gender dysphoria A lot of people Well, let's I'll tell you this Back in the 90s I worked with someone in the country music world Country radio world Where he believed that he was a woman And he had the surgery done And as far as I know That person's a she still But So if someone has this, uh, it it didn't work, but it worked for him or her, now her, I guess that would be the pronoun. Uh, But if it didn't work, they are finding if it didn't alleviate gender dysphoria an unaffirming social environment, financial concerns, the realization that the individual's gender dysphoria was a manifestation of another condition- Or political, religious, or philosophical disagreements With the transgender rights movement Like if suddenly you're like Ah, I don't want to be part of the LGBTQ Academic research into detransition is underdeveloped Professional interest in the phenomenon Has been met with contention And some scholars have argued that there is censorship around the topic In politics and popular culture Detransitioning is a contentious topic and apparently some who detransition report feeling a loss of support by their G- lgbtq friends and family various sides in the ba- in the debate over treat detransitioning have reported harassment from other individuals some people regret detransitioning and choose to retransition all these verbs Did not know. Some organizations with ties to conversion therapy have used detransition narratives to push anti-transgender agendas and legislation. This all from Wikipedia. So you know it's true. Okay. So that's a thing. And that's happening. And you know who decided to try and push some legislation through about it? Somebody in Florida. That's interesting. Would not happen here in California. I get, maybe, I don't know. Maybe we're going to have a reverse, reverse woke act. Why is it woke? Oh, because of woke businesses that pay for the transition. Fascinating. Hmm. And speaking of woke things, in an article for Rolling Stone, Ernest Owens argues that cancel culture is a powerful tool for democracy allowing the marginalized to hold the powerful accountable here's the interesting thing about cancel culture is that it's basically so this person writes marginalized to hold the powerful accountable what it's fascinating to me that the people that are getting canceled even worry about being canceled so they're getting taken off of twitter look what happened trump got back on twitter what are they worried about? It's, it's conversation It's <laughs> Well, here's the fascinating thing Watch Sarah Sil- uh, Silverman Talking on The Daily Show As she's discussing This whole polarity that's going on In our society Between Democrats and Republicans And how some people would not Democrats uh, A lot of college students are Democrats I know I was one And they say I do not want to have a Republican roommate. And that's just silly because you learn so much when you talk to someone from the other side, a politically different point of view. That's so important to discuss things, to get that input, to leave California and live in Alabama and just soak it all up. Maybe at some point you go, ooh, this is too much. I wish I was back in California. Well, guess what? When you're back in California, you miss Alabama. It's a weird thing. People, people, you, and this goes back to the podcast I had called Myopic, which got a lot of downloads, by the way, got a lot of plays. Thank you very much if you listen to that. But Ernest Owens, who is a writer for Rolling Stone, explains that cancel culture is not a new phenomenon. Thank you for saying that. I was talking about that on the last podcast. We used to call it PC. But he he says um, it's not a new phenomenon, but a more accessible way for people to call out Unacceptable behavior The way Cancel culture works These days It's all because Of social media People decided Hey Once they had a voice On social media And all these different Types of social We've got a lot of Platforms now Um They just said Hey I'm gonna speak My mind And I said From the day one When I started My podcast Back in 2009 Late It was late, late 2008, early 2009. I said my first podcast that the fact that people can podcast is wonderful because people can say and speak and become popular through this platform. Before all you had, if you wanted to talk about stuff and be a talk show host, all you could do was radio. And radio was limited the little... um. You know, gate was only open so far because the gatekeeper said only Rush Limbaugh's through gets gets to walk through that gate. And that was about it. And Sean Hannity, who I knew in college back before he was anybody, I knew him at UCSB. Look it up. He spent that was his first radio gig was at UCSB. And we used to talk because I was also at the same station, the college station, doing a show called The Public Mike. But now it's Mike's Daily Podcast. And then I ended up working at the same radio station he ended up going to right after KCSB kicked him out uh, because he said some things that were very offensive to people, to certain listeners. And he ended up in uh, Athens, Alabama, near Huntsville, Alabama. And that's where he started to get popular doing a talk show. Ended up, I think, in Atlanta after that. But... That is what happens, is the cancel culture, apparently, according to Owens, has helped level the playing field by holding bigots accountable, okay, here we go, under the First Amendment, and has led to greater public accountability. But you never really silence the bigots, do you? You, you, you can call them out, but that's only to the group that is on that social media, Somebody said to me Oh you know that meme I'm like what meme And they're saying Oh the one with the Da 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 And I go okay Never heard of that one Have you heard of this meme Da 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 And they had no idea What that it was Just because it's called a meme Doesn't mean everybody On the planet knows what it is Owens argues That opponents of cancel culture Are not opposed to free speech But to accountability Cancel culture has empowered individuals and led to increased civic engagement, which is particularly important at a time when voting rights are under threat. Owens believes that cancel culture is a tool for democracy that should be embraced and used to affect positive change. That would be true if the fact that cancel culture is all about shutting the door and slamming the door and not listening to what the other side has to say. And what if someone gets pigeonholed a certain way by cancel culture and the people that did the research were completely wrong? The people that are spouting out the cancel culture charges, what if they're wrong? But Owen says cancel culture has empowered individuals and led to increased civic engagement, which is—I don't think they, it has though. There's, but <laughs> how is it? How is it civic engagement? Or am I? I maybe I'm reading that as civil engagement. There's nothing civil about this, but it may. Yeah, this is civic engagement, which is particularly important at a time when voting rights are under threat, and voting rights should not be under threat, and. Maybe that's where I agree with him there. But that's, I don't know. I think he's putting a little more power behind the cancel culture than there really is. But you should speak your mind. Absolutely. There should be free speech. That's what keeps this country going. But you should also listen. As the expression goes, God gave you one mouth, two eyes, two ears. So obviously someone upstairs wants you to look with your two eyeballs that you got in the two ears before you use your one mouth. Oh, but I don't believe in any of that, Mike. I believe in evolution, which was interesting because I heard today somebody say something that if all the people on the planet that were gay were put on an island, that evolution would eventually cause them to die out because they can't reproduce. But that was bizarre. I've heard that theory before and it kind of goes well what kind of weird Dr. Zhivago type person are you Dr. wasn't Zhivago was it who was the guy on the island the Moreau Dr. Moreau the island of Dr. Moreau I guess I may have that was uh, Mr. HG Wells that wrote that wasn't it the island of Dr. Moreau and wasn't that with uh Yeah, H.G. Wells. And I think the movie was with the Richard... Marlon Brando, Val Kilmer. Oh my gosh, that's right. Wow. Well, thank you for staying this long listening to this podcast. We've hit a lot of bizarre topics today, haven't we? But that's what's going on in the world. That's what's happening in the culture. Don't be afraid. Don't let the cancer culture... The cancel culture caused a cancer Of fear In your life And Don't be uh, If you're afraid Of Being Of uh, Minim What's the word I'm looking for Minimized Min Miniaturized Demoralized If you're afraid Of being Pushed into a corner Don't Don't be Afraid of anything Get out of that corner And don't let the uh, people that are wrong get in your way. Look, believe in yourself. Did I get out of that okay? I'm not sure. Look who's here. Hi, Mike. It's Benita the Rodeo Queen. How you doing? It's a disgruntled film. Better tell you what. What? That Dr. Barreau is a great movie, and it's got people turning into animals, and it's all cool, and I don't know what you're talking about with that island... Uh, thought process that you were talking about? I heard it on a conservative radio station. Oh, okay. You remember back when radio, when you'd hear a song on the radio and you'd go, oh, I'm going to go buy that album. And I get the feeling most people don't buy albums these days. But it was very strange because in the 80s, you would go and buy a record. And then all of a sudden the CD came out Oh, and if you were cheap, you bought the cassette. If you were really 70s savvy, you had the 8-track. But in the 80s, the CD got really popular because, oh, wow, it's digital. This is amazing. It sounds so clear. And CDs, well, they they involved a lot of plastic when you bought them. It was a lot of stuff that just got chucked in the trash. A lot of people lost the cases after a while, scratched up the CDs, And then people got back into vinyl again. And then we enter a world, thanks to Apple, this whole Apple uh, iTunes and everything and buying and purchasing songs and listening to them in your iPod. And well, now we're in the digital world of streaming stuff. But once upon a time, there were these things called records. And people still want records these days. And I guess radio, it gets crushed a lot by podcasting. And by video, people doing video blogs and other doing the the TikTok videos. But it all comes back to people like the original. And so I think radio will always be around because it's like the vinyl of listening to audio type features such as this. Look who else is here. Hello, Mac. I make the delicious food. It has to run. Thank you. Did I get out of that explanation okay? I don't know. But Drink around now. I'll cut you. Oh Alright. Uh, oh. Fantastic. Well, thank you for listening to the show. Next show it's going to be the I don't even know what was what did I just drink? I think there was a lot of kale in that. Yeah, it's my kale root beer. Oh boy. Sounds healthy. But the, I've got, like, a, battle, a forest of leaves stuck in my throat. Before I choke, let me just say, and I've been choking a lot on this podcast, but the next show is going to have the wonderful Madame Rutabaga Valentino and Bison Bentley to take us out. It is a frame. Mike's TV Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at podcast.com. Email Mike now at Podcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye! Marginalized, that's what I was... uh, uh, The brain just doesn't work all the time. Like it should. Hey, to see the podcast picture, you can go to... And also, all the past podcasts, you can go to... What is it? mikesdailypodcasts.com